the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. The Bruce Hooley Show podcast is brought to you by HemisphereCoffeeRoasters.com. Creating jobs and restoring dignity one cup at a time. Good coffee doing good. Learn more at HemisphereCoffeeRoasters.com. The president has spoken. And then he turned around and went back to his vacation. So Afghanistan must not be that big of a deal. Uh, We must be overreacting. And maybe I am. Uh, I will pursue that question with you today on a Tuesday edition of the Bruce Hooley Show here on 98.9 The Answer. Yes, the Bruce Hooley Show. If you say, well, what happened to Mike Gallagher? Well, Mike Gallagher's final hour is now the first hour of the Bruce Hooley Show. And the Bruce Hooley Show will continue till 1 o'clock. Then I'll hand the baton to Dennis Prager. It's the new schedule here on The Answer. New school year, new schedule for the kids, new schedule for you as a listener to the Bruce Hooley Show. And we appreciate your listening very, very much. I would love to engage with you today. Here's a little frank admission. You've surprised me the last two shows with what I'm reading, maybe reading incorrectly, but what I'm reading as detachment, disinterest, non-applicability of the Afghanistan situation, no ownership maybe on your part, or maybe you just don't know what to say. Maybe you're mad enough that you don't think you can converse and keep it clean. Keep it within the FCC parameters. I don't know. This interests me because, to me, this Afghanistan humiliation, and I choose that word purposely, humiliation, is indicative of the complete ineptitude of the administration in charge. Um, Joe Biden is consistent in that he's always wrong on foreign policy, which is a strange position for someone who brags a lot about his vast experience on the Senate Foreign Relations Committee and someone who had great proximity to power as the vice president of the United States for eight years, admittedly during an administration that was also inept on foreign policy. But I just am curious. Do you not care about Afghanistan? I mean, I guess I should sort of expect that because we made the decision to get out because it appears to me Americans tired of being there. I'm assuming many of you have had, if not still have, a great investment in Afghanistan, in the Middle East, in the conflict, in the avoidance of another 9-11. For 20 years, we've been safe from that kind of attack on our soil. I think we've been safe because of the valiant work that our men and women in the military did in the Middle East. We suffered a lot of casualties. I'll never get out of my mind 
the images of those who came home without arms, without legs. But at least they came home, not in a coffin. I don't underrate that. I don't undervalue that. And I will never forget that. Because I remember very clearly the desperation of that Tuesday morning. Bright and beautiful, except for how our world changed horrifically when two planes in the span of, what, a half an hour? flew into the World Trade Center. I remember where I was. I'm sure you do too. I remember driving home. I had an appointment in London that day, and I'm driving on I-70, and I'm seeing airplanes in the air after the second tower had been hit, and I was on the phone with my wife. We were newlyweds. And I remember saying, I don't know if I'm going to see a plane hit a building in Columbus. I don't know if our world is going to be here in the time it takes me to get home. That's why I've never forgotten and will never forget what our military did in a far-off land that I'll never go to and never would want to go to. And now we're out, and we got out with our tail between our legs. And I just wonder how safe we are. But mostly I just wonder, am I alone or relatively alone in caring? Because I haven't heard from you on this, and I'm mystified by it. 844-TALK-989, 844-TALK-989 is our number. Joe Biden spoke yesterday, and he, he did exactly what I thought a weak, feckless leader would do. He said the things that you have to say. It's my decision. I stand squarely behind it. Now, let me blame everybody else. Let me blame the Afghan people for not fighting. Let me blame... Donald Trump for giving me a deadline that I could have easily just thrown away like I did the agreement on the Keystone XL pipeline and the Mexico policy to keep our southern border safe and, you know, the uh, policies we had to never spend American tax dollars on abortions outside the United States of America. I get rid of all those. I get rid of all the education policies. I get rid of every single thing. The only thing I kept was what I really wanted to do anyway which was get out of Afghanistan, I just got out in a stupid, cowardly way. They're putting the best face on this they can. I knew they'd have the complicity of the mainstream media in it. It didn't take long for MSNBC, CNN, and all the other media bootlicks to talk about how how peaceful this Taliban takeover of Afghanistan was and the height of the idiocy is voiced by a female reporter from CNN who uh, I have grave concerns for her safety, uh, juxtaposing the familiar chant of Taliban fighters with what to her was uh, an unfamiliar tone. chanting death to America, but they seem friendly at the same time. It's utterly bizarre. Friendly death to America, people. CNN doesn't like that characterization, making them look foolish, but they are foolish. And I think our president is foolish to think that this someday will not result in a similar event to the reason that put us in that part of the world. Joe Biden will be long dead by then. He'll have worked, I expect, fruitlessly to polish up a legacy in politics. That's all the presidency has ever been to him. 
is a cherry atop the Sunday of his life on the dole of the American taxpayer, almost a half a century as a senator and the vice president, and now just whoop-de-doo, I get to put on my tombstone that I was president of the United States. He fancies himself some kind of cross between FDR and LBJ and JFK, and I don't know, only an incompetent like Joe Biden could jumble those letters together and have it spell failure. Because that is his legacy. On the border, on the economy, in the Middle East, and in morality. That is his legacy. I just wonder how much you care about it. Or do you feel like the situation is hopeless? And it's just better ignored than contemplated. Because the more you contemplate it, the more angry and desperate you feel. 844-TALK-989, 844-TALK-989. It's the Bruce Hooley Show. We will speak at 1133 with Dr. Glenn Dury. He's an international studies professor at Cedarville University about Afghanistan. 1215, Omar Tarazi, candidate for the 15th Congressional District, Ran for office, didn't win. Want to get his perspective on what he learned about our government, about the process of trying to serve in the way he attempted to serve at 1215. COVID, uh, with school coming around, uh, obviously is in the news. Uh, The Biden administration is expected this week, they're not having a very good week, this will not help, to recommend COVID-19 booster shots for all Americans, regardless of age. Eight months after they received the second shot, that would be those in the first group. Uh, Ohio, 85 of our 88 counties are red, but the hospital numbers, the ICU numbers, the death numbers are not up. So just to review, the people who uh, want you to get a vaccine that is approved only for emergency use, and we don't have any long-term data on the side effects, uh, want you to get a third dose, and they want you to get your kids vaccinated too, and they botched a withdrawal from Afghanistan that they had, I don't know, only eight years to plan during the Obama administration and only seven months to plan during the Biden administration. Hmm, things are going swimmingly well, don't you think? Let's find out. 844-TALK-989, 844-TALK-989. We start with Evan in Columbus. Hi, Evan. Welcome to the Bruce Hooley Show. Thank you for calling. Hey, Bruce. Thanks for taking my call. Um, Yeah, you know, I think there's a lot of lessons that we are going to learn from this, um, these sort of regime change wars uh, don't work. Um, We wasted decades over there, but with that being said, we own this conflict, and this was a grossly incompetent and morally irresponsible way to withdraw. And I think the thing that is so angering, I mean, for for one, for Biden, that, that was the most pathetic press conference I've seen in my 37 short years on this earth. Uh, from any president, and if Trump would have conducted himself in that manner, there would have been all sorts of calls for resignation, probably a third uh, impeachment. But, you know, our military leaders, you know, they've been saying for the last several weeks Kabul was, it was, in, a, it was in a safe place for withdrawal. And had they not been so focused on teaching people about white rage and sensitivity training and doing their damn jobs, we might, be in a, we might be in a different uh, position. It is shocking in the seven months of this Biden administration how weak and pathetic our military leaders have been. And 
focusing on domestic terror, so-called domestic terror threats, yeah. targeting Trump supporters, and you are going to have a major, a real humanitarian crisis in Afghanistan with the poor women and children that we abandoned over there. And I hope, I hope this country wakes up today and we start holding these people accountable. We start holding our military accountable. They are pathetic. I can't say it any better than that. You did a great job, Evan. Thank you very much. Just, uh, you know, the Democratic Party, war on women, Trump was terrible toward women, blah, blah, blah. Let me read you a, a, a first paragraph from an Atlantic story on August the 16th. It's by Lindsay Adario. Hang on, Nick. Hang on, Ivan. I'll get right to you. One morning in the summer uh, of 1999, so before the U.S. went over there, uh, this Afghan woman, I can't pronounce her name, woke up feeling dizzy and feverish. According to the Taliban's rules, she needed a male guardian in order to leave home and visit a doctor. Her husband was at work. She had no sons. So she shaved her two-year-old daughter's head, her two-year-old daughter's head, dressed her in boys' clothing to pass her off as a guardian, and slipped on a burqa. So this is a culture where a two-year-old boy, it's not a boy, it's a girl, shape, she's trying to masquerade him as a boy, so she can go out in public. The blue folds of the burqa hid her fingertips, painted red in violation of the Taliban's ban on nail polish. She asked her neighbor, another woman, to walk with her to the doctor in central Kabul. Around 4.30 p.m., they left the doctor's office with a prescription. They were headed to the pharmacy when a truckload of Taliban militants pulled up beside them. They jumped out of the truck and started whipping her with a rubber cable until she fell over, then continued whipping her. When they finished, she shut up crying. She was shocked and humiliated. She had never been beaten before. That's what they're headed for. Because we couldn't keep 2,500 peacekeepers there to train the Afghan fighters. Biden blamed the Afghan fighters. This is what Evan said. He's right. He blamed the Afghan. Oh, they don't have the will. Oh, they gave up. Uh, They don't know how to fly those helicopters. They don't know how to do that. There's a reason why. That's intelligence we keep for ourselves. You take away our military, all that firepower on the ground does them no good. They don't know how to operate unless we're there to tell them. Nick in Columbus next on the Bruce Hooley Show. Hi, Nick. Thank you for your patience holding on. Yeah, hey, Bruce. Um, You know, I just want to say, you know, what, what does people expect out of Biden? He's a loser. Always has been, always will be, and the decisions he makes are, like you said, are poor decisions, are terrible decisions for our country, uh, and he's going to continue to do that. I mean, he leaves the borders open and and telling us we need to get shots, and he's letting people come in with COVID. What do you expect? Well, you're absolutely right. You're absolutely right, because let's review his career. Let's review his career, okay? So he gets, Joe Biden is the guy who you went to high school with, who everything just always seemed to fall in place for. Even his biggest screw-ups sometimes, or or somehow rather, ended up shining perfectly on him. Like there's an old saying, the sun doesn't set on the same dog's mm, every day. It always does with Joe Biden. He was good looking. He was young. He got to meet the right people. He got elected to the Senate before he was allowed, before he was old enough to serve. They had to wait for him to turn 30. He wasn't 30 when he ran, but he was 30 by the time he took office. He hid in the Senate, blustery, braggadocious for decades. 
took his turn in the spotlight when he had it on Clarence Thomas. Looked like a buffoon time and time again, plagiarized. His campaign runs at the presidency twice. He was the epitome of the Peter Principle. He kept failing up. He got to be the vice president because they needed a white face, somebody who was statesmanlike in appearance to balance off young and perhaps, people feared, revolutionary Barack Obama. Barack Obama famously said of Joe Biden, whatever he does, he'll blank it up. He got the Democratic nomination because they couldn't bear losing to Trump again when Bernie Sanders was the only alternative, and he got the presidency because he wasn't Donald Trump. Now, after decades of being able to have cover, hide in the shadows, the spotlight has fallen on him. And his utter ineptitude is glaring for all the world to see. Ivan in Lancaster next. Hi, Ivan. Hi, Bruce. Thank you for your call. Thank you for your patience holding. You're welcome. What's on your mind today? Well, I've been wondering. I know a lot of Republicans that voted for Biden really didn't vote for Biden. They voted against Trump. Yeah, right. And I wonder... How many of those Republicans I know and don't know that voted for Biden have the slightest notion of what's going on right now in Afghanistan? Yeah, I don't know. I, I This troubled me all along, and it was just this myopic view of, well, I don't like Donald Trump. Okay, great. I get it. I always got it. I always understood it. Do we have the sophistication to separate the person from the policies? And is it even a moderate consideration that while his manner is off-putting to all of us, after eight years of Obama bowing on the world stage, apologizing for American exceptionalism, saying stupid things like, oh, we're not just a Christian nation, we're a Hindu nation, and we're a this nation and a that nation. And establishing a red line in Syria and then doing nothing when Assad crossed it. Is it consider is it worth considering at all that while Trump was a bully and a braggart, and it was off putting to our sensibilities, that on the world stage it might have been useful to show people that, oh, I guess America does have some teeth. When he took out Soleimani, that had a greater impact around the world than the completely mystifying reception of its significance here. Oh, look at that. Why, that's just lawless behavior. Around the world, it was like, wow, they got to Soleimani. They can get to anybody, and they're willing to follow through. I'm never going to make the argument that Donald Trump is a great man. I hope someday he repents of his statement that I don't need a savior. Yeah, you do. We all do. 
But in terms of his policies and the way he turned our economy around and the (laughs) completely outrageous unification of the media and all other agencies against him to remove him from office, he did a pretty good job. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.